0: Welcome to the Tech Rapper Podcast. I'm Robert Scarbonito, your features editor. Andrew Rotten, editor in chief.
1: Rutledge Doggett, site founder. Andrew Stretch, the fantasy editor. Ah, do you climb towers Ooh. in your free time? I do. Yeah, it's, mm. it's, it's base climbing and fantasy novels. It's just all the rage.
2: Yeah, and there's a lot of base climbing in Florida, right? Oh yeah. Famous.
1: <laughs> famous and for man base climbs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> famous for its molehills.
3: <laughs> what are you fantasizing about if you're a fantasy editor? Hmm. What is your
1: fantasy? Wouldn't you yeah, like tell to know? us tell us all your deepest, darkest mm-hmm. fantasies. Yeah. Uh for for I don't know, Rut to stop embezzling. That'd be kind of mm-hmm. nice. That mm-hmm. is a dark fantasy. <laughs> that would be <laughs> You know, <the> pipe dreams.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: It's <laughs> yeah. so so we <laughs> have the disclaimer running along the bottom.
3: This uh, is a joke. This is a <laughs> yeah, joke. This is a joke. I yeah. wish I
1: could win the
2: lottery too. But... I do pay myself, but it's only because I have to pay taxes. <laughs> mm, that that sounds like something <laughs> an embezzler this would is, say. Uh, <laughs>
3: Constantly, the justification I hear also whenever I bring it up to
0: him. <laughs> Let me hold up my bills from the IRS. <laughs> you need more uh, money. Maybe, maybe you need more money. Is what it sounds like. No, I don't. Mm. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about Tower of Fantasy, also Xenoblade Chronicles 3, and also kind of have a little chat about the state of cloud gaming, because there's just been a lot of cloud gaming news out there in the ether or in the cloud. That probably would have been the better thing to say. <laughs> but first, <laughs> let's get into some news. We're going to kick off with a wild one, because Square Enix continues to just baffle, period. Um so, when Square Enix sold off, what was it, Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and uh, Square Enix Montreal, right? Like, yeah. th- this happened weeks ago. They sold off to Embracer Group, and there's been different stories about why they were selling it off. Like, I think, wasn't it like last week or the week before? Ex Eidos CEO said that it was to, uh, so they could be leaner for Sony to purchase Squeenix. But now, uh, Let's see it in Square Enix had a conference call and they said that they sold off these studios to stop them from cannibalizing their own sales.
1: So, yeah, because we all know direct competitors, Final Fantasy and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and Final Fantasy and Tomb Raider, right? Famous foes.
2: Famously. Absolutely. uh, You know, colliding
0: fan bases. Yeah. I mean, you know, in Guardians of the Galaxy, you lead a party on a journey. And in Final Fantasy, you lead a party on a journey. They're basically
2: the same. I mean, Guardians has a raccoon and Final Fantasy 14 has cat girls. Same thing. Yeah, I'm not wrong.
3: Yeah, I think one's got a little more fan art than the other. Which one? But not um, much more.
2: <laughs> what rabbit yeah, hole have you been down this week?
3: He's actually been down a raccoon hole this week.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, you could take that a very... Well, anyway.
0: Yeah, no, you want to finish no, that thought?
1: That was, that was the intended way that people yeah. should take it. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: God, we are so much. Thank you very much. My name's <laughs> Andrew. Tip your waiters. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think they've, uh, in this conference call, they also mentioned that they might be selling off some stakes in their companies, but will still retain full ownership. So, I don't know. It's, it's I feel like there's always a different headline about where Square is going in terms of like the business yeah. side of things. Because
3: they're fucking weird. Yeah, like if they
0: didn't have really good game franchises,
3: I feel like they would have already crumbled as a company. Like that's the one thing that makes sense with them. Because all everything they ever that comes out about their business sense and decisions just makes no sense. Like hey, let's make this massive engine and eh, we never used it, <laughs> mm-hmm. and like just crazy shit all the time that they're doing. Like this this cannibalizing games makes no sense. There's king the Kingdom Hearts Tomb Raider overlap. No one's like. Oh man, I guess I'll
1: get Tomb Raider instead of that. Like yeah, it's, just it's also, not happening. Like Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy literally overlap.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If anything, those
1: are cannibalizing I, yeah, each exactly. other's sales.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I also am willing to bet that they both help each other's sales. Because I feel like yeah. the Venn diagram oh, sure, of Kingdom sure. Hearts and Final Fantasy fans is closer to just a just circle. It's close to a same. circle. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. But I I doubt there are a lot of people that are like, man, I want Final Fantasy 15, but that Tomb Raider game, that's my. Well, yeah, what's crazy, too, it's not like these games have been coming
3: out at the same time. It's not Mm -hmm. like what EA did Mm -hmm. to Titanfall 2 with having the battlefield come out like the same week
2: or something like that. Five years between most Final Fantasy like major titles. You got to have something to fill that space in between to keep the lights on. So it's kind of weird, like. Why not? Why would you not want to diversify? Um, Like, are you afraid yeah. that you're going to launch Final Fantasy 16? And uh I don't know. Marvel's Guardians Avengers too. is going is to take sales away from it. Like, it's it's kind of it's a strange mindset. And I mean, maybe they have data they're not sharing. But I just as someone who looks at data, there's just not it doesn't make sense. Um, and so maybe was- they're just deflecting.
1: So it was a few months ago that we were talking about how Square Enix was saying Guardians of the Galaxy and Tomb Raider were a failure.
3: Mm-hmm. Now
1: we're seeing them selling off studios because they think it's cannibalization, whatever. In three months, six months, I want to hear from you guys. <laughs> what do you think the state of Square Enix will be? Do you think that they'll have continued to like sold off more? Do you think that they'll have been purchased by then? Like the rumors keep to seem to keep swirling or do you think some other wild third scenario?
0: I, I honestly I, don't know because all I know yeah. is that in six months they're going to release a Final Fantasy game and no one's going to care about anything else except for <laughs> the fact that Actually, Square Enix sure. released them. Like yeah. it, like the name Square Enix is so like Final Fantasy is the next phrase, you know, yeah. in your mind, you know, um, whether that's, that's a, yeah, whether it's like a Sony published game or a self-published thing, whatever it's going to be. I feel like they're going to be fine as a company like i doubt they're going to shutter or anything like that
3: that's like they have such strong franchises that as long as they keep making games in them they'll be fine even with all this dumb shit all the time like they'll Mm -hmm. weather it yeah because i mean if
0: final fantasy somehow fails they have got dragon quest so (laughs) yeah i wouldn't
3: uh i don't expect anybody to buy square enix to answer your question stretch in, okay in so time. you think that third option <laughs> no.
2: i think that they have strong enough ips that that purchase would be astronomical like mm. well beyond what microsoft belt paid for bethesda
0: um, really yeah. yeah probably not wow. more than the microsoft uh blizzard acquisition though i mean that was like
3: probably I mean, yeah, that not, was but no. No, uh, if if someone were to buy it, it would be a shit. Ton- It'd it, be it would definitely be worth. It would be
2: it would be top three for sure. It would have to be like with how strong Final Fantasy XIV is, yeah. and then their long running IPs and the IPs that they've already got like planned out. I think you have to pay is, them a
3: lot. We're gonna see a lot more of the this model that they're going with the Final Fantasy VII remake and all the stu- all the other Final Fantasy VII stuff around it. I would expect them to just just. Diversify one IP more often mm. is my guess. So, like, whatever Kingdom Hearts four is going to be, is going to have a bunch of weird stuff at the same time, or like right around it. Probably. Final I mean, Fantasy they've already next. done some of that. I yeah, wish Final Fantasy nine next. That scary. was on the
1: NBA leak, please.
2: <laughs>
1: well, I mean, <laughs> I has been <laughs> wrong so far on that Nvidia leak, so it's coming yeah. when so they good. want to announce it. That's a that's a totally different thing.
2: Yeah.
1: And yeah, I guess In- Square Enix has what uh crisis core remastered coming out yeah. uh in supposedly 3 to 4 months mm-hmm. somewhere yeah. sometime um, and then final fantasy 7 part 2 next year between mm-hmm. them 16 right something. yeah but 16 comes yeah, out and 16 is I just, I to- yeah. how stupid is that i'm here talking about <laughs> talking about the the two final fantasy 7 <laughs> games that are coming yeah. out and i forgot yeah. about 16
0: yeah, why are you yeah. talking about that old garbage? That was that was nine fantasies ago.
1: And hopefully we'll get some DLC for Chocobo Racing, right? Some I mean kind of that's really Cinderella. that's really kind of keeping up a <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, the more I think about it too, like let's say, you know, argument's sake that yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, the failure of a sale, Guardians of the Galaxy somehow cannibalized Final Fan um Final Fantasy's like sales, right? Wouldn't you as Square Enix want to be able to control when Guardians of the Galaxy comes out yeah. to make sure it doesn't cannibalize your sales? Because now that Embracer owns it, they could be like, "Oh, you're you're going to release the new Crisis Core remake on December seventh. Not true. We don't know for sure. Then Embracer could be like, "Cool, well, we're going to release a thing of our own that's really big yeah, on December 7. Great. You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> whatever final fantasy seven
3: or whatever some nonsense comes out and that's when they put the tomb raider game out is that yeah. so <laughs> the next tomb raider <laughs> exactly we'll test this theory yeah you so know like well, now this feels like this is all comes back to marvel's avengers right isn't that mm-hmm. really the downfall of everything was making that a really shitty games of service game and that didn't do well and that just snowballed into so many things.
1: They're, they're bit, I mean, they've like pulled they pulled out of putting any money into Tomb Raider as a franchise. They veered away from Guardians very heavily, but they keep doubling down into Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like so crazy. We know, that, we know that there's a She-Hulk character that's gonna be coming soon. Um, I don't know, I still don't know if they've properly announced that, but it was leaked on a on an Xbox stream. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's just weird that like that that has co- very publicly been seen as like a, a failure of a game, not a failure of a game because I'm sure it's still making money. But in terms of the crowd appeal and the the mm-hmm. um, the presence of mind that they're hoping that people would have, it just doesn't have it. Um, yeah. But that's what they're continuing. <laughs> I think they're just trapped in some contract with Marvel.
3: <laughs> well, I guess we got to keep making it. <laughs> more people mickey mouse
0: is like another dlc <laughs> 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 cracks <the whip. laughs> no, he, he cracks the keyblade that's right <laughs> what if they make like a keyblade whip key whip and
1: the keyblade is coming to the new uh to the new saints row game Get some mm-hmm. good crossover there
0: mm-hmm. saints row is part of the kingdom hearts universe because everything is part of the kingdom hearts universe of course exactly yeah, yeah. it's
1: just we yeah. haven't been to that world yet Exactly at the point that Shibuya is part of the Kingdom Hearts universe, (laughs) everything, everything is connected. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think with Square Enix for all of its faults that we can, we can just list off here. I think regardless, we're all pretty excited for the next Final Fantasy. So it's like you know, it's like that kind of outweighs everything in a weird way. It's got a similar feeling to Nintendo because
3: Nintendo, way bigger obviously. Their IPs are it's non-comparable in that sense. But Nintendo also makes really fucking weird business decisions sometimes. And Mm -hmm. it's just so behind on stuff. But the power of their IP is so strong that it doesn't fucking matter. It really doesn't. They constantly do awful stuff. They're very anti-consumer in many ways. And they're they're very behind on the times and so many things. But it doesn't matter because Mario's fucking Mario. And shut up basically yeah. <laughs> like
0: that's it <laughs> i mean think about like breath of the wild 2 we've known about for so long and it's been delayed co- like a couple yeah. times now and people really that's aren't... just so people can bring up miyamoto's quote that's all, exactly. they just it, that's it but they're not angry about it they're just like well yeah. we know probably the worth best. It,
3: So exactly. probably one of the best things that miyamoto has ever done is, is say that sentence yeah not not create mario or zelda or anything it's that no, quote. Just, yeah that's that's where his legacy will be yeah that's yeah to be remembered for
0: that'll be like the opening line of his memoir <laughs> after it's delayed several times I hopefully
1: <laughs> it's exactly. george, george r. r martin is penning it right now oh god
0: uh in other news we got some more information about the upcoming pokemon game uh, pokemon scarlet and violet i mean it was amid a quite a few other like pokemon announcements that if i'm being honest i did not watch oh my the God. first half of that, that presentation
1: that stretch tease, do you want to elucidate yeah. that tease of you know a character trudging up steps on a mountain and red's there and he turns around with his pikachu it's the end the final boss from pokemon silver and its new expansion for the Masters mobile game. I was so mad. <laughs> that is like the hypest moment in Pokemon history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and they did me dirty. They did me dirty with another mobile game.
0: But you How can great would that have it? been
3: set setup for like Pokemon Sleep. Like you got a rest <laughs> to take on the best.
1: I'm or, or still <laughs> so waiting for Pokemon Sleep news. It was announced, and then we've heard nothing. It's yeah, been years two Pokemon games have come out since Pokemon Sleep was announced.
0: (laughs) Uh, The the latter half of that big Pokey presentation was focused primarily on Scarlet and Violet. The next mainline games in the series still coming out for November 18 as confirmed. Pre-orders are up if you are interested. But I don't know. We got a lot of like because there have been a lot of leaks. We we have an article at techraptor.net if you would like to so check out the leaks. leaks um but a
1: lot of them i believe were kind of
0: confirmed in this uh in this presentation yeah
1: yeah we d- we definitely had like five or six of them confirmed um we know that the 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 legendary dragons are motorcycles uh, well one of, <laughs> one of. of them is one of them is the uh, Flintstones equivalent of a motorcycle, <laughs> where a so goofy sound effect plays and and the creature just runs alongside. <laughs> like so imagine stupid.
0: imagine a big dog with wheels on the front and back of its belly, but it still runs on its on its legs. Yeah, it's ATV. The wheels <laughs> don't uh, move at all; they're just a part of its body, I guess. So that was confirmed. We saw well, the a legendary new. They, they are literally ATVs, though, right? Like it's true. Yeah,
1: literally yeah. all terrain. You, you wanted your HM slave to be more powerful? Here you go. It's a legendary <laughs> dragon that you will Return. run, fly, jump, glide, uh, it's swim. It's like th- This ridiculous. would be the
0: equivalent of putting Zigzagoon on the front of Ruby and Sapphire.
1: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep, that's that. That's definitely that. Yep. Um, but no so we got that we got a a couple brand new Pokemon Um, Satitan a big ice narwhal whale thing and Fido which is probably one of the best pun Pokemon names we've had in a long time Mm -hmm. Um, and he breathes yeast yeah (laughs) Um, that's so gross I think it was uh, let me check this up uh it was a there was an article that's it um the gamer actually did a very funny article breaking down you know like yes there's the magical hand waving of why like the yeast breath is okay um but uh the gamer did a really funny breakdown on like what having active yeast as your breath would actually do and the kinds of like ways that it would like corrupt fresh groceries and would screw up your immune system and all of this other stuff. Very funny read. Mm. Um, so we had oh, Fido, okay. if, well, if I had a, Fido, a plague.
0: yeah, I'd probably just eat its ears, honestly. So <laughs> like Homer yeah. Simpson when he turns
1: into a donut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then we also learned that like there's going to be the g- main gym challenge, which is like the regular thing, and you'll have like a rival in that but then there's two other quests that will be going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and not much has been revealed about those. Um, so that's kind of neat. That's a new take. They show off more of the multiplayer. That's,
3: that's where Pokemon Sleep's going to come in. The quest for rest. <laughs> yes. I'm just going to think of how many sayings I can think of for
1: Pokemon Sleep.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they said it's like you don't have to do it in mm-hmm. order, right? You can hit up any gym.
1: Yeah, you can hit up any gym and there isn't any level scaling. So that's probably going to honestly make it a really poor experience (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, because you could like rush to the final gym, probably luckily catch something really high level and then potentially just like work your way backwards through the gym challenge.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Although wouldn't the high level Pokemon not listen to you? That's how it still works, right?
1: Yeah, that's still how it works. But even if like a level 50 Pokemon only pays attention to you one in every five attacks, if you're facing a gym it's like level 20 chances are you're still gonna be okay
0: yeah probably
1: (laughs) yeah um and yeah they showed off more of the open world which i'm super excited for i'm really hoping that that is actually as open world as we as it could be and not like everyone has to be within 50 square feet Mm. Uh, but we'll see
0: yeah we will see i think there was um there's that one crystal mode right like terra style
1: yeah Terra Terrastal that lets you either give your Pokemon additional stab advantage. So for the competitive Pokemon players, like, you know, you, rut definitely. Stab is, uh, if a water Pokemon uses a water attack, then that attack deals 1.5 times damage, or like roughly that. Mm-hmm. But then if you use this crystal, and your water Pokemon has a terraform water, then that stab is now two times. Uh, so it allows you to be more effective with the types that you have. But then certain Pokemon will also have the ability to change their typing. Um, so you can have a, a base EV that turns into a fire type,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and it seems to be that any Pokemon can realistically turn into any type. But and there's also a specific like special Terra style move that will adapt so even if you somehow turn a fire pokemon into a water pokemon if it has this terra style move that move will be a water move and it will get that mm-hmm. bonus interesting yeah because i noticed too the, like the battle
0: mechanics or the battle scene looks like arceus but i don't think they're implementing the like the speed and power is that what it was, yeah, that was the, called the right?
1: swift and strong i think it was. yeah
0: just- yeah, they're not implementing that, so it still seems like we're going back to more classic Pokemon style
1: with the, yeah, the kind and adding a bit. Part of the rumors is also they're getting rid of the overworld catching, um, lame, which I think is extremely lame. Yes, that was so much fun to be able to stalk up and hit Pokemon.
0: Mm-hmm. Like that easily made Arceus at least like refreshing in a way, but yeah, it was unique. So, yeah, it's still sounding more and more that, like, Scarlet and Violet is uh, a lot of known quantities with a dog you can eat. That, that's
1: <laughs> Yeah. Hey, I mean, you can eat any Pokemon if you try hard enough. Slow poke tail, yum yum. Yep. I mean, isn't it a delicacy in the Poke world? It is meant to be a delicacy. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, uh, if you, you supposedly, if you cook far fetched with the leek that you got it with, it's meant to make it even tastier.
0: Well, with that haunting news, (laughs) this got dark. Yeah. Uh, I want to shift things over and talk about the state of cloud gaming because we got a few headlines over the past week that uh, are very cloud relevant. You know, we have Xbox, they revealed that uh, cloud gaming usage on the Xbox cloud has increased by 1800% in the last year. Uh, Logitech and Tencent—they are partnering up to release a cloud gaming handheld this year. We don't really know many details beyond that, but they're working on it. And mm-hmm. uh, Stadia.
2: Um, uh, I see Microsoft York, went up sixteen hundred percent. Stadia didn't change.
0: Yeah, well, Stadia. Well, you know, uh, in New York City, in the New York City Google Store, um, they removed the Google Stadia demo room so not great for stadia but the other two cloud stories are kind of like showing a cloud-based future that or at least cloud gaming is going to become a bigger part of gaming in the future maybe stadia won't play as big of a role in that perhaps but wanted to get you all's take like do you think cloud gaming is something you might invest in more in the future or are you kind of cool with where you are now with your consoles and rut with your your pc master race energy (laughs)
2: i mean i think longer term it's it will grow like it it's one of those things that especially with them coming out with a potential handle held that might be platform agnostic um that could be huge in terms of you know you buy a quote-unquote console but you can use xbox cloud you could use um you know stadia now. steam remote stadia. Play, whatever amazon
3: luna Come amazon on. luna yeah
1: that's true we 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 poke fun at we poke fun at Stadia because it's trying its best. Yeah. Amazon Luna sitting over in the corner eating glue. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> remembers it exists.
0: Yeah, every now and then when I like look at Amazon and they have like an ad in the app for Luna, yeah. I'm like, the fuck is that again?
1: <laughs> is that Luna's, a sweet thing? Luna's is yeah. looking lovingly at photos of on live though, so yeah, it's okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I'm I'm already uh. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscriber. So I'm already as invested into the cloud space as I want to be at the moment. Right. Um, I've got a, a Razer Kishi for my phone. Um, and then sometimes, you know, if if my wife's using the TV and I want to play something, I'll, I'll stream either my Xbox to my phone or if I'm out and bored, I'll stream to it very minimally. Um, normally, it will just be like checking up on things or if I have like a strategy game I'm playing. Mm. Um, I definitely don't want to go into that with like devil may cry or something. <laughs> <laughs> or like a fighting game. Yeah. Um yeah. so like I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think there's definitely work that needs to be done. I think if this is like I I have a Pixel 3XL, so it's a like it's a four year old device at this point, or five year old device at this point. So it doesn't have like the best radio in it or whatever um i think if there's like if there is a device that is dedicated to like we are going to you know get as much streaming data like as high a bit rate churning through this machine as your home router will allow um i'd be really interested to check out this this device that might really push me like even further to it like even through home streaming and having like my steam desktop upstairs stream down while i don't have a steam deck yeah
2: I mean, I think the biggest challenge is infrastructure too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they can, we can build solid platforms like like Xbox has, um, you know, you've got Stadia, you've got other, other ways to stream, but I think that the biggest limiting factor is going to be internet. Um, knowing that there are areas that still can't get, you know, above a certain speed or even quality infrastructure. Like mm-hmm. definitely there's areas that, you know sure you can get solid internet but it goes up and down on a regular basis because the infrastructure is just not good um i think that'll be the biggest challenge that's i mean it's gradually being addressed like over time but um you know it's definitely an uphill battle in some areas to for it to work for people especially yeah. as more companies release data caps too so once you start thinking about data caps that can be a huge limiting factor as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Cause I, I think too, like a lot of places that would have the internet for cloud gaming, like most cities in America, right. That's also like usually a concentration where there's A lot of people would probably have a PlayStation or Xbox in their home anyway. Mm-hmm. So cloud gaming just quite isn't as needed for them. Uh, and another challenge I think of too, when it comes to cloud gaming is it's, it's, gonna get into the streaming war that we're seeing in tv and movies right Mm -hmm. like if you want to watch that thing oh but it's on hulu you want to watch the other thing oh but that's on hbo max whatever that thing is going to be right like there's it's always going to kind of be diluted and separated in ways i think the big
1: players though have already kind of taken that into account and have started to make moves the same way that if you have xbox Game Pass, then you also get access to all of the EA Origin Mm. Pass, whatever they call that. Yeah, Um, and like
0: Stadia is really
1: into Ubisoft, right? Well, it's actually PlayStation. PlayStation and Ubisoft are together as well. Mm. Yeah, um, to have like all of their like Ubisoft originals, whatever. It's just a whole bunch of Assassin's Creed, really. Mm -hmm. Um, So like all of those are
2: value. Yeah. Yeah,
1: like all of those are bundled in, and and part of it and like you don't need to worry about the idea of oh well i'm going to get the basic package and then i'm going to get the ubisoft package on top of that and then i'm going to get the ea package and i'm going to get the 4k package to upgrade that and then i'm going to get you know a landline as well
0: Mm -hmm. now which Um, one of those has the sopranos in it
1: (laughs) i don't know (laughs) it's not not hbo max yeah because they're they're done with everything this week that's it hbo is (laughs) cancelled
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think we're like cloud gaming is to me on the same wavelength as like VR. Where like VR yeah. is like on the cusp of being the next big thing, but not quite. I feel like cloud gaming is in that same
1: space, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely,
2: mm-hmm. Now, that's a fantastic I mean, analogy. I mean, it's yeah. it's all about the adoption. I think like for most people, you've got a PC or you've got a console. There's no like you can't take unless it's Xbox. And this is where I think Xbox has the advantage at the moment is you can't go play on your Xbox and then walk out the door and play on your phone too. like. If I'm playing something on Steam, my only access to my Steam is some sort of device that ties in. And Mm. I think that that would be a huge win if one of the platforms was able to say, yeah, you can stream your Steam library through our platform. Um, yeah, find some way to make that happen because I mean, Steam Remote Play is very good. Um, but again, it depends on your internet, it depends on your infrastructure at home, too. Um, how well connected your computer is, how good your latency is, all that kind of stuff. You kind of throw that out the door when you go to Stadia or Xbox's stuff because it's their stable, uh, well built cloud. Mm-hmm. So but you've got people with massive steam libraries that aren't going to rebuy a game on a different platform. So if you can find a, if one of these services can find a way to say like, yeah, you can stream all of this stuff. Like I think you'll see it adopted pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's also that challenge that comes with merging stores and or not even merging stores, but linking stores at times. Yeah. Well, because I think Logitech's device is
0: going to allegedly support multiple cloud services which could be a step in the right direction but we don't know which cloud services or if it'll even support like steam remote play or let alone like playstation remote play right like xbox yeah. remote play i mean they're not called that exactly but you know those same versions right streaming the console straight to the device <laughs> yep
1: yeah it's a neat it's a neat idea and like a really smart thing for logitech and tenset to be getting in on it's like you know, there. This kind of looks like if if they pull this off and if this goes well, you know, this might have that same kind of like feeling as like a tablet. Like, mm. no one needed a tablet, but Apple manufactured the demand for tablets, and now everyone and their mother has an iPad kind of thing. Yeah, um, having having just like a you know relatively cheap device. You know, we're not going to sell you the subscription with it or anything, and just be like. Here you go. This will like get you in. Uh, I think that that could that could be a corner of the market that we just don't even think about.
0: Yeah, because I mean, what they're basically making, I'm guessing, is essentially a phone
1: that yeah. that doesn't have a SIM card, right? Um, which it could might have... have a SIM card it if could. you want it Like if you want it to be a remote thing, like how the PS Vita had the SIM card version. Like, what if you want to be like out and about and you have a 4g sim card in your little logitech cloud device Mm. and you can play halo wherever you want to be
0: yeah that's a fair point because i feel like there's probably a market out there of people who like the idea of playing games on their phone but then don't want their phone to be the phone gaming device you know what i mean like like they want to keep it open to get like notifications and stuff as well
1: that's that's a lot of the times if I'm sitting at home on the couch, you know, I'll I'll pull my tablet up and play through that because I don't want to be getting notifications or I don't want to play for like, you know, an hour, two hours, end up with my phone at half battery and then have to go and do something. It's like, oh, well, what if this? What if that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but having it as its own thing, is just, that's so smart.
0: Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see where cloud gaming goes from here. But for now, let's talk about some games we've been playing, like Tower of Fantasy. Stretch, you want to tell us about that game?
1: Yeah, so I've been playing Tower of Fantasy. It is a new Genshin Impact-like. At the, at, I mean, at this point, it has to be its own genre. We've been seeing so many types of those games coming out. Mm. Um, free-to-play, open-world, you know, anime-inspired. Looks very much like a, like a more saturated Breath of the Wild um, and just a just a really fun game. I've put yeah. about 10 to 15 hours into it so far. Um, you know, to my own chagrin, I've been playing on a on a test server, but I'm pretty sure all of my progress is going to get wiped as soon as the game releases <laughs> no. on the ninth uh, on the 10th sorry 10th, yeah. it, it releases late at night on the 10th. Um, but it's a really fun game. It's got a cool story of like a, a post-apocalyptic, World, but it's not like the post-apocalypse where everything is still like dead and barren. It's the post-apocalypse of like a, a calamity has occurred and everything has been rebuilt and, you know, they're kind of getting back into the society, but there's a big high fantasy story. Um, well it's more like tech fantasy story, mm-hmm. um, of different factions and, and these like large towers that help generate energy and power, the world have been taken over, so you kind of move from region to region, finishing quest lines, meeting people, um, just just getting fully involved. Um, and then, yeah, it's just such a such a Genshin impact. Like, you know, every every five steps you take, there's some new little little thing to do that will give you a, a material that will allow you to do a gacha pull that will get you new weapons or a new character and you get that character's weapon. And, uh, it's, it's going to be an absolute time drain. Yeah.
0: Cause I was going to ask how the gacha system works. Do you feel like it's predatory so far or are you like, cause I remember Genshin for a while, you could like not even pay anything and you're fine.
1: Yeah. You still can can. still just not pay anything. Um, kind of uh, a really neat thing is that, all of they've got two different types of pulls or two pulls that I've seen so far special request and then like there's a, a more special request the more special request has the higher tier premium currency that you will still get through quests and stuff and that system has like a pity to it so every 10 you put in you'll get a sr or an ssr uh, like rarity which is like a guaranteed like character um, and then if you just go around the open world and you see like a thing that looks like an, an enemy and then you pick up a blue uh, like water blob throw it inside you'll get a purple orb thing oh, you see three dandelions you go break it in the middle of one of the dandelion puffs is another purple orb you get ten of those purple orbs or even one of those purple orbs and you can pull that free pull doesn't have the pity system. So there's no, there's no point that you will ever get like a guaranteed. Um, But I'm, you know, obviously I haven't put any money into it because, uh, you know, because the payment systems aren't live. Right. But in playing up to like level 20, which is, you know, probably like six, seven hours of gameplay. I managed to pull five different weapons um and at least two of those were from the the free system that has no guarantee mm. um, and then also like of the area that i've most explored i've probably only collected about 20 25 percent of what i can explore in that area so for the people who want to go like hard in hand to it uh, you're, you're going to be able to pull a lot you know the problem is really going to be you have all of these materials and you're going to want to pull a whole bunch now when you'll when you really should just be like saving it up and like doing one or two pulls on each banner but mm-hmm. that comes into the you know who are you as a person and how 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 much are you into like feeding another coin into that slot machine
0: do you feel um, like it'd be bad for addictive personalities
1: Oh yeah, just like any like any gacha game, um like regular gambling, you know, if you have that addictive personality, I could definitely see this game causing some trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also do, at least for the early game, um, they do a really good job of feeding you like as as much uh as many resources as you could really want.
0: Right because i mean it it does sound a lot like with genshin i remember in my time with it it like i mean it was free to play and so you know like the payment system lurks in the corner somewhere but i never felt the need to like i want to buy some what was it prima gems or whatever in genshin yeah like i never felt the need to buy that and do you feel that way so far here like i know the payment system's off but like i mean
1: so far it would be like i I would play for a little bit under an hour and I would look and be like, Oh shit, I can do like 15, 20 more pulls. Nice. Um, okay. So they feed him really heavy in the early game. I'm sure that will crash like crazy, but by the time it begins crashing, you might already have a hundred hours in the game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at that point there's also the flip side of like the gotcha games and the, the payment and the microtransactions and premium currencies and stuff is, you know, <laughs> For me personally, because I do have funds that I can spend on games. Um, that if I'm at the point where I've put sixty hours into a game, um, you know, I'll probably buy some microtransactions anyway just to support the dev.
0: Oh yeah, you know, if for I, sure.
1: if I'm buying a game on my Xbox for sixty bucks and I'm only putting it in ten hours, but a game like Genshin, I've probably put two hundred hours into. Then you know, right. I'll toss a coin to your Witcher. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, how do you feel about the characters? Do you feel like there's a lot of waifu and husbando bait in this? much percent. Oh, like, oh,
1: it's it's
3: choice choice That's what you were waifu. referring to when you were talking about polling earlier. <laughs> <laughs> the players do a lot.
1: Touche. That's what I thought you were getting at. It. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of weird that you know the the pulls that you get the extra characters that you get are just the weapons, but the weapons come with like a synthetic memories version of what I assume to have been a real person originally. So you can like, it's not like, um, it's not like Genshin where you have like a party of four characters that you're swapping between. So you've got one character who has options for, um, three weapons you know, i would normally have a ranged and two melee but then you can like transmog your character to be the the character who owned the weapon
0: uh, uh, and that comes like within
1: yeah and like but you get like a different voice there's different quips everything it's like almost like uh, uh, a digital ghost has possessed your main character <laughs> Um, which is a little bit weird but it's fun it's like i don't think that the the transmog really shifts much other than like there's no additional abilities or some bonus for using the weapon with the transmog as far as i could tell but it's just you know something nice a bit of change
0: Mm, gotcha Okay. Yeah, I mean, it does sound kind of interesting. Sounds like something you could, like, really sink a lot of time into. And mm-hmm. it's on... What's it on? PC and mobile?
2: Is that what yeah, PC at? and
1: mobile only. Um,
2: who am guessing they'll cool? expand.
1: Yeah, because okay. at the moment, Genshin's only on PlayStation as well. There's been murmurs of a Switch port for forever for Genshin. Uh, but, yeah, I I think that this will be, this will be a pretty good game. Uh, this will mm. be like a... a public game people will get really into it there'll be a lot going on
0: yeah and probably a lot of like updates down the line
1: oh yeah know. yeah yeah even even the way that um the developers have even been rolling it out to us as we've been trying it is that like every 24 hours they add like six more levels as far as we can go mm-hmm. um, so even this like last week of being able to try it out um and admittedly, I've I've gotten lost in Digimon for a lot of that time, but uh, <laughs> it's been it's been fun, like watching the slow progression and the slow buildup.
0: Right. Interesting. Yeah, and that comes out on the tenth, which is like just a few days after this podcast yeah. goes live. So, if you're interested in checking it out, that's Tower of Fantasy.
1: Day after.
0: Right. Is that right. No, two days after. Yeah, two days after. I'm wrong. I can't count. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, it's all right uh so i've been counting a lot of the hours i've been playing xenoblade chronicles 3 because <laughs> it's a fucking long game i am 25 hours in and still getting tutorials which, jesus par, par for course final fantasy 13 oh, so here's the thing it is final fantasy 13 and i i'm 100 percent convinced it is actually final fantasy 13 because the combat is auto attacking right mm-hmm. uh you could like you can fuse your two characters together to create a summon, basically a summon, which is kind of similar to what you could do in Final Fantasy. There wasn't fusion, but you summon a character, right? Are you talking about twelve? Th- thirteen. Okay. Idolins. Like you summon idolins and it's and they look kind of like mech mechanized and all that yeah. in the same way in Xenoblade, they look mechanized AF. Yeah. It's it's an interesting game, Xenoblade is. There, and you've played the other Xenoblades? I haven't. I hated both, so I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs>
2: okay,
1: because um, I was going to say... <laughs> it's like, from your description of comparing it to Final Fantasy 13, it's like, I can't tell if he likes it or not. Was he a fan of the previous? No. Okay. I mean, so I,
0: that's like it. me picking up Elden Ring. Like, I enjoyed 13 for what it was, but I wouldn't be like, yeah, dude, this is like the best Final Fantasy game ever, you know? Like, no. But so Xenoblade is one of those series where like, Everything about it from the outside, I'm like, oh, that checks a lot of boxes for me. Like, an interesting mm-hmm. world, you know, cool designs, long JRPG you can just sink into. So every time a new one comes out or they, like, a re-release one, I'm like, maybe this is the one. It's like the Monster Hunter for me. It's like, like it wasn't until Rise where I was like, okay, this is it. This is my 70-hour game. I get it right. now. Yeah, and I think Xenoblade 3 is almost there for me because... Um, it's it's still similar combat right like you walk Mm -hmm. up to things and your character immediately starts whacking it um and then you have like a couple arts you can use and all that it's very mmo-ish right like extremely like you have to you have to deal with aggro your your healer has to keep healing the your tank or else you'll go down but your dps needs to position properly and there's a lot of like Field of effect things, so like positioning gets even more convoluted. Like everything about it reminds me of my time playing like Final Fantasy fourteen, right? Critically acclaimed, critically acclaimed Final Fantasy fourteen. Get it in stores now. Um, but <laughs> so and with the MMO gameplay, that's something I've never like really, really liked. It's always been kind of something you deal with. That's how I see it. But I know for a lot of folks out there, that's like peak gameplay right and i'm slowly or bastards (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm slowly getting into this one more but i'm definitely feeling feature creep because you know first there's just arts right so you're just auto attacking and you can throw in an art and your art is like you can inflict a status effect or you do big damage if you position yourself right those sort of things Mm -hmm. And then they introduce your overdrive art, which is like your ultimate. So it's like, okay, that's an easy concept. I get it. Mm -hmm. And then they introduce the system that I kind of hate where um, all six of your party members are like from a story perspective are linked together, like neurally, essentially. Um, So everyone can use everyone's class. Your tank can be DPS. Your DPS can be a healer. You can have six DPS if you want, or you can have six okay. tanks, et cetera. Class oh, like, cannon, baby. Yeah, Sweet. like, all the classes don't matter. So I kind of don't care about anything, because, like, there's no, <laughs> there's no permanence to anything. Like, I don't feel an attachment of, like, that's my tank. He He's my tank guy, you know? Because, like, I can think that, and then 10 minutes later, it's like, oh, wait, no, I swapped him to be a medic. So, you know, you always have to, like, think twice about your entire party, because no one is
1: the same right do you like mentally lock in like oh this character is this character and so i'm just gonna like kind of keep that character in that in that sphere or have you just like literally been shifting? <laughs> just
0: keep it up. <laughs> well so here's the thing you have to you kind of have to shift things because after a while like because the, cl- there's class ranks because there's systems, that on, sounds systems like systems. 13. <laughs> yes exactly it is 13 again right because everyone can be every class right yeah
1: so I hated there's that so fucking much yeah
0: So there's class ranks here. So once you hit the maximum, every time you open your status screen, the game just pauses and is like, hey, looks like your character's class is at max rank. You should switch, dumbass. So Uh. like... Because once you max out a class rank, you get master arts, which you can use while you're using other classes. And then you can use okay. both together to do fusion arts. And then after that, you can interlink. And there's just a lot of shit going on, right? Like there's <laughs> tired. Yeah. like I'm tired. <laughs> I, can, I remember watching the, like, the, um, the Nintendo Direct for Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And it was like 20 straight minutes of explaining the gameplay. And I'm like, now I get why, because, like, I'm trying to explain this game to people. And it's just impossible for, like, how much it
1: is. It sounds like that kind of, like, playground one-upmanship. Like, well, I'm going to do my art. Well, I'm going to do my master art. Well, I'm going to do my fusion arts of my master arts. Well, I'm now a tank, so I'm going to use my tank art to do this. And then, like, it. it's that, like, like school school ground one-upmanship kind of thing
0: Mm -hmm. like let me see if i can explain this there's two factions right that that agnes and the kavesi i think something like Agnian and kavesi always been at war etc right so one of them all of their arts are cooldown based but the other one all of their arts are like you you build it up with auto attacks like every auto attack gives you more charge until you can use it okay So when you choose your main class, you can tap into the master arts from the other faction. So you're always going to have cooldown and auto attack arts. One of them will be your main arts. One of them will be your master arts. And then when both are active at the same time, you can use both at the same time to do a fusion art. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, it's just
0: a lot, right? To to get through. (laughs) That's kind of what this whole game is. It's it's just it's a lot of systems. And I haven't I think- even talked about chain arts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: It's just, a lot. it's just like, yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. I,
1: think, I think if it was an auto battle, but if it was an ARPG, I think that like I think that that's going to be when they when they do that, when they make the action RPG Xenoblade game, that's going to be one, the day that I try it.
0: Mm. Yep. if it means anything after 25 hours in once you get to that point where you where you can understand those words i just said like really intrinsically it gets to a point where it feels action rpg-ish because you're always doing an art of some kind you know I and a
3: tales of arise in
0: that kind way. of but tales of arise is a lot more active i feel it. like i like arise more
3: when we're saying if we're gonna, you know, seemingly went a more active route, that feel like it would be similar to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty close.
0: Yeah, and I'd probably play the shit out of that more. <laughs> um, oh, and one other thing that I found very exhausting—that um, might exhaust you guys too. So everyone can be everyone else's class, right? So that's six classes. And then after you meet a certain character... You better
2: not say anything about subclasses.
0: You find out that there are uh, 23 minus 6 more classes out there. There are 17 more classes to find.
3: <laughs> oh, <so laughs> and ev- nice.
0: everyone can be all 23 of them. Sweet.
3: Mm-hmm. Why 23? The Michael Jordan fans or what's the
0: no i i think it's just uh you just random ideas and, and who knows there's more room in the ui so it could for fucking all i know be 28 30 50. <laughs> let's go 100 classes let's go you know Jeez. nothing matters anymore that,
3: <laughs> that, I, that you it. know this makes me happy to know that this is what jrpgs have become because it kind of felt like we were headed this way anyway
2: yeah and now you I don't mean, feel it, bad about not playing them
3: Well, that's just there's so many they always had a bunch of crazy systems like way even way back Mm -hmm. and it's just this feels inevitable that we're just it's just gonna keep compounding to like it's crazy
1: the the sword art online games do that as well like they get really deep into the systems and the auto battling and stuff and it's just like i 100 i have so much respect for you getting 25 hours (laughs) into this game (laughs) Because that is not a level of patience that I I would personally have. And I hope that you're if if not having fun, I hope that you're at least not having a bad time while playing this game.
0: I mean, I wouldn't say I'm having a bad time. I wouldn't say it's like the funnest time either, but it's a very zen kind of experience.
2: Uh, That's
0: why it's in the name. Yep. Xen. Blade God. Chronicles, um, but it it is pretty zen in that you can just zone out. Like there, so every region is fucking huge, and it's one of those games where like the map is under a fog of war until you get near it. Like there's a cone of vision around you that like reveals the map. So it's it's a lot like you're painting the map, which is kind of zen in a way. Like I like to do that. You know, you just kind of zone out and just expand so you can see everything which can literally take four hours to cross an entire map in this game one of many wow. i assume so there's that there's um if you're in the middle of a battle and you kind of don't want to think about it you just hit select and it auto battles for you i, I mean like it, it, play, it does the arts for you too so wow. you just you could just watch the game and not think about it hey man why not <laughs> right yeah
3: yeah so you're gonna complete it are you going to spend 100 more hours to complete
0: it? Yeah, that's the tough I don't know if I'm going to spend 100 more hours in this game, but
1: maybe there, There's more arts to find There's more more classes to find More types okay. of arts, even Yeah, probably might, uh, might I interest you in some Digimon or some Tower of <laughs> <laughs> Fantasy? <laughs> don't fall for it Tower of Fantasy is just a different kind of bullshit yeah
0: i mean in a way aren't all jrpgs a different kind of bullshit yes it's always some weird system right yes that's Mm -hmm. the appeal of jrpgs they're bullshit
2: I like how stretch is looking up into the air thinking of his 800 million jrpgs he's played
1: trying to think which is which is is going one by one the least bullshit
3: honestly probably final fantasy yeah (laughs) that's (laughs) why it's got the most appeal
0: Yeah. yeah i feel like final fantasy 15 might be the least bullshit because you hold one button to attack and one button yeah. to not be hit yeah it's pretty straightforward you make a lot of food
2: mm-hmm.
0: oh you make a lot of food in uh in xenoblade too i feel like food is just a big thing in jrpgs again like a, yeah. the meal that gives you bonuses because that was a thing in tales as well so
2: yeah you do you like food same <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's, that's, that's why, why a. These, so relatable Pop-tart. tart,
3: <laughs> pop tart. Yeah, a it's kind of, of well, ADD. it's it's
2: homemade. So mm-hmm. we, uh she came home the other day. She was like, "I'm going to pick up our box of peaches." um She got a second box, so we have fifty pounds of peaches. Um, so you have know what 20 she's going to do with cobbler? Them. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
1: So it's this is just Rut flexing that his wife is as good as Ninja's wife, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,
0: that blue hair looks good on you, Rut. I think it's a good look. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Going to your barber need and, to go, and showing Sonic the Hedgehog was unique.
2: Do I need to go ask if I'm allowed to stream with other women?
3: I think so, yeah. i yeah. mm-hmm. like... I heard that yeah. the blue hair is the key to his success. That was when it all uh, I thought it was the
2: headboard.
3: No, <laughs> he's got this masterclass that you can go take to learn how to become a successful streamer. Oh, oh, sure. I, keep seeing,
1: right? I keep seeing that, that no. video trying to get fed to me on YouTube. and, and I mean uh, It really it seems
3: out. that blue hair was it. Mm. That was what tied it all together. It was like, it's like the big Lebowski, you know? It's like the rug. The blue hair was the rug.
0: Yeah. Tied so it I guess- all together. Before our video goes live, which this podcast will be in video form eventually, soon, within, a, okay. within a few weeks, maybe. And you'll I'll see really us all with blue hair.
1: Don't, don't say the quiet yeah. part out loud.
0: <laughs> we'll all have blue hair by then.
1: That's, that's
2: the goal, right? That's right. Auten, could you get away with that at work? At <laughs> uh, work, wouldn't care. I don't think they'd
1: care. I I would care more than my work would.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that's honestly where it's gonna come down to. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, but I think that does it for this week's episode of the Tech Rapper Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. And if you did, please feel free to leave us a review on whatever platform you are listening on and share it with a friend if you haven't already. Uh, you can also hit the subscribe button if you want new episodes of our show every week. And if you want more of us, you can check out TechRaptor.net, where we publish news, features, reviews, etc. every day throughout the week. But if you want more of this pod, we will be back next Monday. See you then.